Finding out that you have a mental health diagnosis can be overwhelming. You might be confused, nervous, scared, angry, sad, and these are just a few of the very valid ways you might feel. I remember having an array of mixed emotions when I was first diagnosed. And now, as a mental health counselor, educator, and advocate, I believe that a big part of this overwhelm that we commonly experience is because we aren't sure what to do next. So let's fill that gap. In this episode, I'll be sharing 10 things you might want to do when you learn you have a mental health diagnosis. Hi, I'm Dr. Shana. I'm a mental health counselor, educator, and advocate, and I'd like to wish you a warm welcome to the mental wellness practice. This is a place for you to learn about your mental health, including key statistics, tips, and skills to help you cultivate mental well-being for yourself and for others. We all have mental health, and if we all felt empowered to improve our mental wellness, I truly believe the world would be a better place. Learning about a new diagnosis is an important time in this part of your journey, and knowing what to do in this time can get you off on the right foot. If you find these tips helpful, follow, like, leave a comment, or share this episode with a loved one. For more free educational content, you can connect with me at Dr. Shana or reach out at drshana.com. You can also check out the show notes for additional resources. Remember, this podcast is for informational purposes only, and if you're struggling with a mental health problem, please seek professional help. Number one, look through a lens of mental wellness. It's really common to feel a sense of shame and maybe judge, blame, or criticize yourself when you learn about a mental health diagnosis. This occurs with some physical health diagnoses too, but it is much more common and unfair when it comes to mental health. So remind yourself, we all have mental health and many of us, despite appearance, occupation, socioeconomic status, faith, geographic location, race, you're getting the point I hope, live with a mental health diagnosis. A mental health diagnosis is not uncommon and you are not alone. While every diagnosis is different, it's absolutely possible to live a happy, fulfilling, and enjoyable life with a mental health diagnosis. If you're looking to understand a little bit more about the difference between mental illness and mental wellness, check out the very first episode of the podcast. Number two, find a qualified and trustworthy mental health professional. Now, I hope that this is how you received your diagnosis in the first place. But I know that many folks self-diagnose or get one from Dr. Google. The best way to inform your healing path is to first make sure your diagnosis is accurate and having a qualified, trustworthy mental health professional is a big part of that journey. Beyond that, we're about to dig into a set of important questions to uncover when you learn about a new diagnosis and having someone in your corner can really help to save you a lot of the time and overwhelming emotions that you might encounter if you choose to take the road independently. If you haven't found the right provider for you just yet, you might wanna check out episode nine. Number three, learn what the diagnosis means. Now this may seem really obvious, but I've realized that a lot of folks sometimes use immediately what they believe they think the diagnosis means. 
Society has a lot of misconceptions around many common diagnoses. So you might think you know what the diagnosis means and you might be off to an unsteady ground if you work off of that. So give yourself some space to think about what you believe your diagnosis means. And then from there, lean into what it actually means. Do your research, make sure you're using quality resources and lean into the help of your professional. Learn the symptoms that are associated with the diagnosis. This is a really helpful and I think practical, you know how I feel about practical, big fan, way to understand what the diagnosis is. So it's what you can look out for. Some of these symptoms, well, actually, most likely many of them will be ones you are already experiencing and that's what led to the diagnosis it's obvious to understand what those are and especially when they're in concerning form however i think a lot of times people overlook looking at the symptoms that they do not meet and i think this is still important because diagnoses are all a spectrum at the end of the day some may have that in the title but not all do but the reality is, is that that's how they exist. So yes, you might want to look at the ones and emphasize the ones that you know that you exhibit presently, but it's also helpful to keep a keen eye out for what the other symptoms are. So you know, when you are leaning into those symptoms too. Another reason it's helpful to look at the wider symptoms, not just the ones that you're experiencing currently is because there may be symptoms that you previously experienced that you don't have in the present moment. Symptoms can change over time. And just because you're receiving a new diagnosis doesn't mean you didn't have symptoms for a long time. So knowing the symptoms that you have over time and how they change can also shed some light into what affects your symptoms. Number five, learn the influences. There are a lot of contributing factors and keep in mind that this varies per diagnosis. For some of you, there may be genetic factors in your diagnosis that essentially predate you. And for others, there may be factors on your diagnosis, perhaps even what caused the origin throughout your life. Maybe it's something you've experienced and you've, ex you've lived through the influence since you were a child. Maybe it's something newer, maybe it's sporadic. But knowing the influence is really helpful because it helps you to gauge this range of management to know if there's something that you can buffer for. Because some of the influences may actually worsen your symptoms. So learning that over time, and maybe you can do that right after the diagnosis, but also just keeping your eyes open to that. You might learn influences over time and then be better able to buffer those symptoms. Number six, consider the duration. Some disorders will last a shorter amount of time, a few months. That's different from disorders that you may see the symptoms peak in a certain moment and may either decrease substantially or seem to go fully away. They don't, by the way, but they might seem to in that time. So for example, an adjustment disorder, we only expect to see for a few months. And then with proper treatment, you can heal through that and you will not show the same symptoms. Shorter span. Then there are disorders such as panic disorder that can peak 
see many symptoms, perhaps all the symptoms listed in one heightened moment. And it might appear like the diagnosis is gone because the symptoms go away. The diagnosis is still there. It's kind of built into the nature of the diagnosis. And then of course there are diagnoses that may just last much longer consistently, perhaps for the rest of your life. Knowing the duration of the diagnosis helps you to be more realistic and prepared in your treatment. Number seven, explore your treatment options. You're not the first person to have this diagnosis, so there is no need to recreate the wheel. Maybe there's a tried and true method that you can start with. I personally can't think of any mental health diagnosis that couldn't benefit from some form of counseling, so perhaps that's somewhere to start. If you have an example of one you think that couldn't benefit from counseling, please reach out to me. Let's chat. <laughs> but there are a lot of variables in treatment. You know, is medication management suggested or maybe a combination approach between medication and counseling? Are there specific standards on the environment that are strongly encouraged? Like if you see your provider inpatient or outpatient, are there any strong suggestions about the modality are you going to go in as an individual, as a family, a group, right? So a group more of like not your family, other individuals who are going for more of a collective approach or maybe a combination of these. Sometimes there's a gold standard, but that doesn't always mean that that approach will work for you. Knowing your options can help to empower you to make the right choice. Number eight, give yourself permission to consider what can help you cultivate your healing. What are you drawn to? What sounds like a good fit and what doesn't? Sure, you may not be a field expert, but all too often we try to find the answers outside of ourselves and lose this connection with ourselves. This is pretty problematic because in order to heal, we need to lean into self-awareness and self-knowledge. You might have some very valid preferences in terms of treatment types, modalities, environment, provider qualities. These are not things that you can Google. It's something you have to find by looking within. Number nine, explore coping strategies. Coping is how you manage stress. And it's likely that your diagnosis throws you a bit off kilter. While your diagnosis may be new to you, you weren't born yesterday. You've likely been using coping strategies. And now it's time to refine that practice. What are the things that you can do and maybe have been doing that genuinely help, or maybe even what are the things you would like to do and know can genuinely help versus what are the things that you do that may help temporarily, but could lead to a bigger issue. Knowing this distinction is really important to help you manage your diagnosis. And if you're struggling with that distinction, Pop back to episode three, where we explore strategies to manage stress. Number 10, build your support system. Maybe you already have a pre-existing system, and maybe now it's time to expand. Perhaps now you might include your mental health provider or maybe some folks from a support group. Regardless of what it looks like, we have to remember that connection is important and a support system is a form of coping and healing in and of itself. These people may help you generally speaking, 
Or maybe some of these folks help use in help use. Wow, my north is slipping. Help you in ways that may be specific to your diagnosis. It's a personal choice to disclose. Sometimes you may find that the people who are closest to you might be able to help you better if they know your diagnosis and know some of these ins and outs that we've been talking about. They can be active helpers in knowing warning signs and reminding you to cope. They can be a critical component to the mental wellness puzzle because they might be able to aid you in the times that you're struggling to help yourself. Today, you tuned in to learn what to do next after learning about a mental health diagnosis. In this episode, I hope you felt empowered to take a more proactive approach to your healing journey. If you found this helpful, don't forget to follow, like, leave a comment, or share this episode with a loved one. For more free educational content, you can connect with me at Dr. Shana or reach out at drshana.com. You can also check out the show notes for additional resources. Remember, this podcast is for informational purposes only. And if you're struggling with a mental health problem, please seek professional help. Thanks for learning and growing with me.